calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. I make it cute, we make good food, and cocktails too, I'm here for you, to make it cute, yeah I make it cute. Hi, welcome back for another episode of Make It Cute. I'm so happy that you're back for yet another episode. If nobody has told you yet, Happy New Year. I'm so excited that 2020 is finally behind us and we can start 2021. Goodbye 2020, hello 2021. I was debating whether I wanted to release an episode today um, because it is a holiday. I know that a lot of people are spending time with their families, but I thought it was important to, as we close out 2020, to reflect and just take a moment to see how far we've all come and grown, and then also to look onwards to 2021. So this episode is going to kind of have like a lot of personal stories, um, and I'm super excited to be able to share this with you because this is kind of like the first time I'm really looking back myself and doing this. So sit back and relax and get ready for a 2020 recap and a 2021 onlook. And also I'm going to give some tips and tricks and, you know, a couple good, really good recipes to bring in the new year. I'm going to be telling you how to make one of my favorite things that I feel like might help with some of your new year's resolutions, but also I want to talk about the stigma behind certain new year's resolutions as well and why they might be effective. We're going to cover a lot of ground in these like 30, 35 minutes that we're going to be hanging out together. So I'm excited, but I wanted to start this episode by looking back on 2020 and thinking about all the amazing things that have happened. I know that there's so many horrible things that have happened during 2020. Trust me, I completely agree. But there's equally as amazing things that have happened. And the fact that you are listening to this in 2021 means that we officially survived. I just don't even know where to begin. But I guess it makes sense to begin at the beginning. So for me, 2020 was a very emotional year, I would say. Due to the nature of the industry and the job that I work in, 
the beginning of 2020 had a very interesting start. I was in something called busy season. I was doing a lot of crying and a lot of working. And that was pretty much my busy season in a nutshell. If you listen to my Spotify wrapped episode, uh, you can hear the song that I talked about that I used to cry in the back of my Uber to. Um, but it was Sugar by Brockhampton. If anyone needs a good song just to ball out to, um, I highly recommend that one. That one always got me in the mood to release my tears. But while I did cry a lot during 2020, I did smile a lot too. So I guess my first like kind of like milestone is accomplishing my first busy season and finishing that up and surviving it. Um, details aside, it just, you know, it, it's never a fun time to work a lot of hours and, you know, have really tight deadlines, but it is the nature of my job. I know what I signed up for, so is what it is, but, you know, sparing all the terrible details. But also I turned 23 in 2020 and I don't know why, but truly no one liked me when I was 23. I'm talking about 2020 in particular, but I think that 23 has treated me really well because of some of the other accomplishments that I managed to accomplish. I think to reflect back even a further year back, 2019 was a really good year for me. And I feel like the year that you usually graduate college just involves a lot of predetermined milestones if you fit a certain pathway. So in 2019, what happened is I graduated with my bachelor's and my minors, and then I traveled the summer after I graduated, and then I moved into my first apartment, started my big boy job. And all of those were just like amazing milestones. And they were kind of built in and designed to be happening during that year. So my first year of work was like, I never really knew what to expect because it was just the first year. So, you know, got through that, but I turned 23, which is also super exciting. Another year of life. Very thankful for that. And then whenever March hit and quarantine hit, I ended up starting to make content on TikTok, which might be why you're here and might be why you're listening. May not be, but that is a thing that I cannot skip over and that I'm going to be talking about for just a little bit because I really am thankful for TikTok and the community that it's brought me and the people that I've been able to meet and the opportunities that I've been afforded due to starting to create content on TikTok. So again, turn 23, finish my first busy season, two checks off the list, um, started creating TikTok content actually back in January. Um, and I have a lot of those posts in like my private on my TikTok page um, because I didn't really know what type of content I wanted to post. And I guess this will kind of double a little bit as my TikTok journey and how I got to where I am now. I'm just like brushing 56,000 followers. So thankful for each and every one of you. Um, but just kind of talking about how I came to be and how I got to this point and kind of how I closed out the year with probably one of the most exciting things that I think I've ever done. Um, but I started consuming content on TikTok, I would say December of 2019. And then I started finally posting in January of 2019 or 2020. I was just posting like, you know, stupid dance videos or like stupid POVs. Uh, I mean, the content itself was stupid, not the trends itself, but I was addicted to say so. I knew the dance because it was super easy. I did the um, get busy dance, you know. I remember whenever I first posted like my first what I would consider a viral video 
I got about 100 likes on it. And I was so excited. I think it was just a video of me reacting to listening to like 2000 school jams. And I didn't really know how the algorithm worked. But I decided, I was like, I like making TikTok videos. I want to make them more high quality. So I bought a ring light. I bought this ring light before I ever got like my first real viral video or my real following. So fast, <laughs> my goodness, fast forward to May, more specifically Mother's Day. I had a couple of friends over for a Mother's Day brunch. It wasn't actually a Mother's Day brunch. It just happened to be a brunch hosted on Mother's Day. Made a nice little spread. It was super cute. It was super fun. And it was, you know, just the three of us and as usual, I kind of went a little bit all out whenever I host, I usually do. Um, if you want to know more about what I kind of put into my hosting, there's an episode for that. It's kind of getting cool to the point where in my catalog of episodes, I have episodes that I can just, you know, be like, hey, reference this episode. I talk about this. I think it's kind of cool that my catalog is expanding. And of course, this podcast will be mentioned in achievements and accomplishments for 2020 as well. But uh, getting back to the to the trend of TikTok, um, I first started creating content and I didn't know about the algorithm or I was creating for fun and I still do create for fun. The day that TikTok feels like a job, that's usually when I take a break without telling anyone. <laughs> but regardless, I had my first viral video, I would say some point in May. I think it might have been a video that I filmed after my guest had left and I was a little tipsy and I was still drinking because, you know, I'm trying to relive my college days. I'm trying to recapture my youth. I'm only 23, but, you know, you still feel like your life is fleeting and that your life is flashing before your eyes. And next thing you know, you're going to be 40. I'm not looking forward to that. That's 17, 16 years from now. So... You know, I have time, but it feels like I don't, and that's the scary part about it. But after my guest left, I made a video on Snapchat because my friend was asking me what I was drinking. So I filmed a video for him. I saved it to my phone because I was like, oh, this was kind of fun. And I uploaded to TikTok, not thinking anything about that. That was my first quote-unquote viral video. I think I got about a thousand likes on that video. It's now in my private, so like you can't really go and see it, but I think I got about a thousand likes on that video and that's what kind of started bringing people to my page. And I was like, whoa, people like this. So then I started posting more and more. And as I started finding my style, I upgraded my equipment and I upgraded my videos and my quality. And next thing you know, I have this following and I have this community and I have this page. And I just want to talk about a couple like really exciting things that happened within my TikTok career. So my first viral video, truly viral video, ended up getting about 120,000 likes or something like that. And it was to this song, um, yeah, get into it. Like it was like a trend back then. And the girl released the song with that in it. And I was making a video right before my friend was supposed to pick me up. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to make a video real quick it was a 19 second long video i put that song in the background and i guess that song ended up going viral not too long so i guess i was early to that and then my video started blowing up it got into a bunch of people's for you pages um that was whenever i think pure wow first reached out and maybe cocktails first reached out um and that's how i kind of got onto people's for you pages that's when i had my first brand deal with vera shop um i'm gonna be really transparent about like all the like kind of deals that i've had and i'm not gonna mention every single one because i've had quite a few at this point but i ended up getting my first brand deal and 
I ended up collabing with the feed feed. All of that happened within probably the span of like three days. And I remember I looked back at my Snapchat memories before I started this just to make sure. I remember I hit 10K, got my collab with the feed feed, and got like my um, first brand deal, like all within a span of three days. It was pretty insane to think that I'm just a 23 year old kid creating content in my house and people want to consume it and people maybe want to pay me for it or whatever the case may be. Um, but then Q June where my executive producer first reached out and we ended up having conversations with her and my coordinating producer for the show. And that's whenever the idea of Make It Cute kind of first came to fruition. It wasn't always called Make It Cute. Like, we didn't really know what to call this at first. Um, my executive producer did a really great job at creeping on my uh, TikTok and finding a little catchphrase. And I never really even realized that I said Make It Cute in a couple videos, but I totally did. And here we are, 16, 17 episodes later and, you know, many more episodes to come. And I'm so thankful that this is able to happen. I remember it was such an exciting process, just kind of like planning the pod and all of that, just like coordinating and talking and designing and branding and figuring out everything. And then my first episode, I had to re-record it like five times because it was never up to my standard. And honestly, I can't really listen to my first episode. And my producer told me that this would happen, that... I'll go back and listen to my first episode and be like, how the heck did I even think that was acceptable to put out? But, you know, you got to get over your first. And I think that's the one really cool thing about the the new year is that you're going to have a lot of firsts. You know, everyone's going to ha have the lame joke of, oh, I just took my first pee of the year or I just ate my first piece of food for the year or I just took my first picture of the year or I haven't seen you since last year. But Honestly, I would say use it as an opportunity for growth and for development and to propel your personal goals. But what I will say is that goals don't only have to be set on the new year. So I want to talk and give a quick little life hack. And this is the way that I approach my goals. And I also have other ways that I approach my goals. Keep your eyes out. There might be something in the future that tells you a little bit more in depth on how I approach my goals. But the main way I approach my goals is I don't do my goals annually. A lot of people do New Year's resolution. And they're like, this is my goal for the new year. They sit down and they're like, this is everything I want to accomplish in the next 12 months. I don't think that's effective. I think the way that you need to do it is quarterly goals. And that's how I do it. So what I do is I have a spreadsheet and every quarter I just sit down Q1, Q2, Q3, which would be January and then end of March. So January, April, July, and then September or October around that time. And I sit down and I evaluate my goals for those next three months. I think that is a little bit more attainable and it gives me more of a touch point to really see if I'm in line with my goals, to see if I'm skipping out on any. And also, if a goal didn't get fulfilled during that quarter, I can make it the priority goal for the next quarter. So I think that there's a lot of benefits to doing quarterly goals versus like an annual goal but man, that's just me that's my one opinion and that's my one approach there are many ways to approach this and there's many different opinions that people take as they go into goal setting and to trying to achieve their goals so you know take it with a grain of salt I'm not saying that this is the end all be all of goal setting but 
I'm just saying that you may you may want to consider it and consider that annual goals isn't always the way to do it. But speaking of annual goals and New Year's resolutions and goal setting, I feel like the one most common goal that everyone sets, I mean, no matter who you are, I feel like we've all set it at least once, is to lose weight in the new year and to, like, you know, slim down on some of those pounds. It is okay. Love your body. Love yourself. I love you. I love my body, I love myself, you know, except for maybe after I eat hot wings and I need like a little bit of a break. <laughs> but otherwise, um, I, I do want to talk about, you know, getting into like a new plan and also just like being safe about it. So I talked about a little bit on my TikTok and I'm going to open up a little bit on this podcast about like falling into disordered eating habits and not saying getting an actual de- eating disorder what i'm saying is disordered eating which is more so a pattern of eating habits rather than an actual disease um cuz i feel like one thing that people do is like there's a stigma behind eating disorders there's a stigma behind who can have an eating disorder or like who the main group of uh that eating disorders affect and whatnot but disordered eating i feel like is more common than not i feel like most diets are prone to leading into a form of disordered eating your relationship with food is your own my relationship with food is my own and it took me a long time to work on repairing my relationship with food and that thankfully i had an awesome support network of counselors that helped me get through that and you know everyone's journey is different but what i will say is as you go into the new year Make sure that you're not restricting yourself or punishing yourself or like feeling bad if you eat something that you consider bad for you and realize that not always does healthy food equal healthy food. Just because it's low calorie doesn't mean it's necessarily healthy or just because it has a lot of vegetables doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy. Healthy is relative and health is relative when you think about it, like weight and height and all that, there's so many determinants that go into what is quote unquote healthy. But I think the biggest thing is the mindset and the mindset should be to love yourself and nourish yourself no matter what, and not to feel like you have to restrict yourself or punish yourself. And that's kind of like what I want to give you out of this. So the recipe I want to give you is a super simple recipe. And it's actually like just like one of the basic kind of like generic recipes. Um, And it's just like how to make a really good vinaigrette. I feel like a lot of people associate salads um, with healthiness and with a new year and i want to tell you about one of my favorite vinaigrettes it is citrusy it's acidy it's yummy it's just delicious and just some of the key components that you should have in a vinaigrette so basically what you're going to do is you're going to get some type of oil I usually like olive oil. I think it works best in most vinaigrettes. I wouldn't really use any other type of oil than olive oil. I don't know many people who use that in vinaigrettes. Maybe avocado oil might work, but I think olive oil adds a certain dimension of flavor that works really well. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to chance this up by using a ruby grapefruit uh, vinegar. I got this from Marie's Cheese Shop, but you can use any type of vinegar. I think I already have a recipe for a balsamic vinaigrette. Um, and this vinaigrette is not going to use any 
Dijon, you can definitely use Dijon. And it's very common in vinaigrettes to emulsify and make it like more creamy. But I don't think you need it in this. It's up to you. But okay, so like just listing out our ingredients again, we have some olive oil, we have some grapefruit vinegar. What else do we need? We also need salt and pepper, of course. And I like adding something sweet. So I'm going to use a little bit of honey. So essentially the things that we want to emulsify together is going to be the oil with the vinegar with the honey. And then I also like adding some shallots or garlic. I'm going to use shallots because I don't know where or how or why, but I have an absurd amount of shallots in my apartment right now. So I'm trying to get through some of them. You know what I mean? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to chop up and dice my shallots really fine and really thin. And also I would suggest maybe one or the other. You can definitely use both. But if you're using some type of like onion garlic source, I would definitely recommend using maybe one, not two, just so it's not super sharp. If you use something like a red onion, soak it in water maybe to take off some of the bite. Um, but otherwise, I would suggest really just like sticking to like one source of onion. It's going to be poignant enough. Um, and use a source that you would like, that you would like, you know, normally eat. So again, dicing up my shallots really nice and thin and um, into small chunks, adding that in. And then I'm going to add in about equal parts of each. So I'm going to add in... You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Half cup of olive oil, half cup of um, grapefruit vinegar, and then about two tablespoons of honey just to sweeten things up. I'm going to do a big pinch of salt, a big crunch of black pepper, fresh cracked if you have it. It honestly makes such a difference um, than the powdered stuff. I think the powdered stuff actually like is the stuff like, you know, in cartoons when they would like pepper would explode everywhere and it would get in your nose. I feel like the powdered stuff does that to me more than like fresh cracked. Uh, so 
I'm a big fresh cracked fan and now it's super accessible. You don't even need like a pepper grinder nowadays. You just kind of need to go and get like one of those McCormick grinders or like one of the grinders from Walmart that already has the peppercorns in it. And uh, it's not really, you know, as eco-friendly as owning a pepper grinder, which they have a lot of awesome ones on Amazon, but I digress. Fresh Cracked is the way to go if you can. And also, I use kosher salt. I don't think I've ever really talked about the different types of salt that I use. Maybe I'll talk about that at another point. But I use kosher salt mostly for mine, um, for most of my recipes. Table salt doesn't really have a place in my home, only because it's super salty and it's very unforgiving. Kosher salt is very forgiving, and that's what I love about it. But I digress. Um, But what you're going to do is you're going to get a whisk or a fork or... I don't know, just something that you can use to mix it that ideally has like little holes in it. And you're going to mix that up and you're just going to whisk it until it's nice and emulsified. Like I said, you're going to want to whisk it for a minute. And then also what you can do is if you feel like you've added too much of one ingredient, balance it out. I trust that you'll understand whenever you have a homogenous dressing. I love that word, homogenous. Such a great word. Regardless, I think that most of us can tell when our dressing is homogenous, but it's super easy. And I could give like a salad recipe, but I think salads are something that is like kind of personal, but the dressing is the star. And that's why I want to give a dressing recipe. And I'm not saying that this is low cal or light or anything, but what I am saying is it's going to make your salad taste damn good. And that's what we want, right? I mean, that's what I want. I want a damn good tasting salad. So I digress. And I want to get back into the main kind of like themes of the episode which is like looking back and looking forward so uh, kind of finishing my looking back I have met so many amazing people through TikTok people who I have already had on the show or who I hope to have on the show in the future if you are someone who I follow and you follow me back aka mutuals please hit me up I would love to like try and have some of y'all on the show and to just like you know talk and like enjoy each other's company and brainstorm and you know create um because that's what creators do but I've met so many amazing people, whether it's people who I'm mutuals with or people who follow me or people who I follow through TikTok and through just like creating content. And I think that's so amazing. And 2020 has really given me the opportunity to express that creative side and to build that community. And a couple of super exciting things that have happened is I was featured in a magazine, y'all. What? I never would have thought if you would have told me at January 1st, 2020, that I would be in a magazine by the end of 2020, I would have been like, absolutely not. Get out of town. And here I am being featured on this online magazine that honestly, I read this magazine as a kid. Like I would always beg my mom to pick it up in the stores. And I'm like, I'm just baffled and floored and just so excited about the support and all the doors that this is going to lead into. Like, it's a stepping stone. I think, like, this isn't the end of my journey. This is still the beginning or maybe the middle. I don't know. But we're still going and we're still moving forward. But, like, there's just been so many amazing people and amazing opportunities that I've been afforded due to 2020. And I think that if you take a moment to reflect and to think back to all the amazing things and circumstances that may have met you amongst the negative yes we have to take into account the negative but it's like one of my favorite uh, tiktokers nabella she does this series called pockets of peace and honestly that has kind of inspired me to 
find my pockets of peace in my daily life and figure out what is really going right for me. Um, another content creator that I really like is Honey Boba Bear. I love her. Um, Kelly, she's great. She was actually featured in a magazine recently too, um, which I'm so, it's, it's great because of this community. It's like, we're so proud of each other and we support each other and it's so amazing. And I'm just, so floored by love and affection for everyone and everything that I've met. And of course my executive and coordinating producer and the network and all that and everyone who listens every day and or every week. And I'm just, I'm so thankful. I'm just being like a, a big mushy wuss right now, but looking forward, I talked to, I got a little bit into looking forward with that last conversation, but I did want to make sure I finished looking back before I start looking forward. So Let's talk resolutions for the year. I want to be really open and just put this out in the public so then everyone knows kind of like what my overarching resolutions are. And y'all can keep me accountable. Slide in my DMs and make sure that I'm still doing what I said I want to do. So one of my resolutions in 2021 is to publish a book, whether it's self-published or with a publishing agency. I have always loved the idea of publishing a book and writing a book. So that is one of my 2021 goals. And that is probably like one of the more extreme ones, but it's something that I think I can make happen. Another 2021 goal is to start just being more mindful about myself and checking in with myself more. I think one fatal flaw that I really have with myself is letting things get out of hand and not dealing with my emotions in enough time to the point where I'm either at the point where I'm crippled and I can't function or I am just like let all of it out and am super unproductive for like 20 minutes. Regardless, I think I need to check in more with myself and be nice to myself. I have been on my journey of self-love for 23 years and self-love looks different for me every single day, whether it is cleaning my apartment or taking a shower or doing something really nice and doing like a face mask or going and getting my hair cut or making myself a nice meal. I think self-love looks really different depending upon who you are and like how you treat yourself normally. So my self-love journey is always progressing. And if you can agree, just like, you know, nod your head, raise your hands, clap your hands. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that being nice to myself and being kind to myself and treating myself the way that I want others to treat me is really uh, something that I need to do. Because I know a lot of times it can feel really discouraging and feel like you're being taken advantage of and underappreciated. And trust me, I definitely understand that. I can empathize. But what I'm saying is treating myself nicely and treating myself, hopefully, if people see me treating myself this way, other people will be incentivized to treat me this way. Um, Another goal of mine is not to impulse buy as much. Um, I make all of my worst purchases between 3 and 4 a.m. My most recent purchase was a coffee table which will be here in like a week or so. And I will definitely post a TikTok about it because it is probably the coolest coffee table I've ever seen in my entire life. And I definitely have to share this with the general public. <laughs> so, um, but that was definitely a 3 a.m. purchase. Did not make that in, sign, in, in sound body and mind. <laughs> um, so I think that's another huge um, resolution of mine. And this is, again, is probably for the first quarter. Um because I like to assess my goals on a quarterly basis. So even though I will be kind of like in a busy season with my job, I still will have my weekends and I'll still have like maybe a couple hours like in the morning if I wake up early, um, which 
hopefully I will have the energy to. Um, but speaking of waking up early, I want to start going on morning walks. I don't care how cold it is. I really want to just like have something that starts my day without feeling like anxious and anxiety and like gloom looming into the day ahead. I know that we all feel that no matter what your job is. And I know some of my coworkers listen to this and I love you all dearly, but you know, it's never, I, I don't live to work. I work to live. And I think a lot of people understand that. So just keeping that in mind, I want to make sure that I do something for myself in the morning, whether that is going on a walk or taking like a extra long, extra hot shower or making myself a special cup of coffee with my Nespresso. Regardless of the outcome, I want to make sure that that's kind of in line with checking in with myself that I'm doing something for myself, doing something nice for myself in the mornings, maybe waking up a little bit earlier just so I can do that. Um, even if it's a 15 minute walk in the morning in, in the freezing cold, um, it works for me and that's my story and I'm sticking to it, but I want to enter this year with a nice little cocktail and I'm going to share that with you all. And it's something that's really special to me. And I think that it's hopefully equally as cool and special to you guys. And it's kind of like a twist on my St. Germain cocktail. But since we just exited this horrible year, I want to do an, a boozier twist on the St. Germain cocktail. Something that'll make you, you know, really perk up for going into 2021. So what you're going to do is you're going to grab a shaker. You're going to add some ice or you're going to add it later. I don't care as long as ice get in, gets in it. You're going to add an ounce of St. Germain. And then you're going to add a couple ounces of white wine. And you are going to give that a nice shake with some ice. You're going to strain that into a glass that has ice in it. This should sound very familiar. This is all the concepts of my St. Germain cocktail up to this point. But here's the twist. The twist is we are going to get a ruby red grapefruit white claw or a lime white claw would also work really well. I wouldn't go with a raspberry or black cherry. Um, forget those favors exist. I would go with a ruby red grapefruit or a lime and you're going to top your glass off and take a little swig for yourself as well. And then since we're entering a new year, I want this drink to be a little bit pretty. So we're going to add just a little bit of grenadine down the side and that's it. Like it's so simple and you can garnish this with a lemon or with a lime or with an orange, some type of citrus if you want to make it fancy. But at the same time, I, I'm drinking for results going into this year. If I learned anything from 2020, it's to drink for results going into 2021 and to make sure that I am, like I said, treating myself well and treating myself kindly and decently. And I think the most kind and decent thing I can do is spare my wallet of uh, not drinking for results. So that is kind of what I want to talk about this episode. And I'm so happy that we are able to spend the first day or the second day or whenever you're listening to this of 2021 together and just hanging out. I really appreciate all the support that I was given in 2020. And I'm so looking forward to growing our community here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Megaphone, wherever you're listening to New Heights. And I hope that you all have the best year. Happy 2021. Happy New Year. And I will catch you next week. Bye. Hope you had a good time. If so, then please subscribe and leave a review.
Business podcast is new. We drink, we eat, we laugh out loud. My name is Miles. That's all for now.